You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slap It Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top. What up, what up, Real Coach JB here, man, of the Slap Dick Podcast, with the Slap Dick Bullies, sitting here at my feet, sleep, chilling. A buddy of mine watches the show, and he was like, damn, dog, have you seen the dogs? Laying on your feet below you, and they don't ever make a noise. They don't. The motherfuckers are trained assassins. These motherfuckers kill with silence. There's some slap dicks. Don't not do not get it fucking twisted. Anyway, appreciate everybody on YouTube. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. The $1.99 membership is the only membership we're going to use on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. Follow my Twitch. I got a Twitch now. I don't even know what the fuck Twitch is. Um, I just got it. So all you guys on YouTube, I will be doing live Twitches uh, once I reach 10,000 members. So you guys got to hit it up because um, once I hit 10,000 members... I'm, an old I'm going to have a, I don't think a ring of fire. Um, I'm basically going to do my own Manning cast type of shit. Um, on Thursdays and Sunday night game for the Sunday night game and the Thursday night game. I'm going to do my own shit. The realest, rawest, uncut shit you're going to see. So I'm going to share this YouTube. Check it out, YouTube. That's my Twitch. Hit a like, hit a follow. Go over there and check it out. Uh, I need to get this thing up to 10,000 followers so I can do this live Manning cast type of shit. So check it out on Twitch. I guess Twitch don't... um, Twitch don't censor shit, I guess. So I guess that's why I was approached... um, I guess I can go on Twitch and actually do a live stream of the NFL games. And I don't get censored or banned or anything like that, like YouTube does. So, whatever. I got to get 10,000 followers, though, so make sure you guys follow me. Hit the like button. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Twitch. And and check it out. Well, the company that approached me requires 10,000 followers, Matt. Yes. So that's the reason um, why I need it. So I guess to make it worthy, man, because I'm not going to do it if there's no followers. You know what I mean? So they know that, too. But the show is brought to you by Manscaped. So make sure you use the promo code SLAPDICK. Get you 20% off. Plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Use the the promo code SLAPDICK. Go over to Manscaped.com. Check it out. And uh, get it going. Yes, we're going to have live guests on. I'll have guests on. I'll have normal guests on, regular general public cats, fans, whoever. Plus, I'll have some celebrity guests on. And uh, I'm also going to start taking calls. All right. I'm going to start taking calls um, both on the show that I start and on on my podcast. 
So Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I'm going to start taking calls. We got the phone line. We're waiting on a couple cords to arrive and set it all up through the board. And we'll have action. We'll have a legitimate uh, ability to take calls. So we're growing the shit. We're growing the podcast, man. Appreciate all you guys on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever the fuck you listen to this podcast on. So I appreciate everybody. Uh, joining in, checking it out. But follow me on Twitch, all you listeners. And like I said, we're going to have the the Real Talk cast, whatever I end up calling it, probably the Slapdick fucking cast. I don't know what we call it. Uh, we'll have a name here shortly. But I'm going to try to get it cracking on Thursday night if we can get up and running. So, um, Man, I didn't mind Bakersfield because it was only, you know, an hour and a half from the crib and I would come home here and there. Um, but I went straight to Bakersfield from Kansas um, after being cut by the Chiefs the first time. I went straight to the Arena League and then I went over to NFL Europe and then I came back to the Arena League. So Bakersfield wasn't bad for me. I didn't mind Bakersfield at all. Good old California Street. That's where we lived at. The whole team lived at um, in some apartments down there. So. Germany in the house, the Toxic J1. I appreciate you guys. First guest, Delonte West. <laughs> ha, that's funny. Um, yeah, that's funny. We'll see. I doubt he'd come on. Um, but anyway, the title of this show is called Senseless Gimmicks. All right? Senseless fucking gimmicks, man. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to talk about all the senseless gimmicks that we're dealing with. And uh, we get you started off with a quote of the day, man. Um, I'm too busy working on my own grass to notice if yours is greener. I'm too fucking busy worried about my own grass, working on my own grass to notice if your shit is greener. Too many of our motherfucking asses is nosy. Can't stay in our own lane. We worried about how green the grass is somewhere else. So your neighbor's lawn, the lawn down the street, fucking everywhere else. We wonder how good the other football program is. You wonder why we're getting so many fucking transfers. Well, high school kids think the grass is greener. They go yonder. College kids enter the portal, think the grass is greener. NFL, NBA people, they're trying to fucking mandate and dictate where they go. Even though they're on contract making millions, they're so fucking soft that they're still trying to dictate where they go. They think the grass is greener. James Harden is just going to be another person who has gone to every single type of green grass that he thinks is grass, that he thinks is greener than it was before. Whether it was Oklahoma City, whether it was Houston, whether it was fucking wherever James Harden wants to go. Now he's in Brooklyn. He's going to be a dude that ends up chasing the green grass that never wins a ring and is as gimmicky as he fucking possibly gets. James Harden and Patrick Mahomes are the most gimmicky motherfucking players in the world today respectively, in the NBA and NFL. And those two cats require so many moving parts to align correctly for them to have success. 
The referees now ain't allowing James Harden to do all that old jump back bullshit. And what's happening? He is struggling, jumping back and pushing off and rubbing into somebody. They're not calling it no more. James Harden is struggling like a motherfucker. Period. Patrick Mahomes escapes the pocket. They're forcing him to go lateral. Defenses are flushing him out. Can't make no fucking underhand throws no more. Can't make across the body throws no more. They're all on your shit. Can't, now they're making you climb the pocket. Now they're not blitzing you. Now you can't get rid of the ball hot. Now you're lacking a running game. You're lacking a defense. You're lacking good receivers other than Tyreek Hill and 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 uh, your tight end who's been mediocre at best. I always say it's Jimmy's and Joe's. It ain't X's and O's. You got average players surrounding you. You're starting to look real gimmicky and average. But I've been saying it for two years. Some cat on Twitter was like, well, would you would you say that about Patrick Mahomes if, if he wasn't having a bad year? Well, have you fucking listened to my podcast for the last two years, motherfucker? I've been saying the shit. I didn't just say it. I said, I said, do you do you know anything about me? Do you have you ever known for me to be a bandwagon guy jumping on or off the bandwagon? For something that I said, do you ever see, have you ever known of me to put my foot in my motherfucking mouth and then retract a statement? Fuck no. I stick by my guns. If I say it, I own it and I live with it. I don't go back and change shit up, but I have yet to be wrong on a fucking quarterback. You guys can go back and listen to any show you want or hear any interview I've ever done. Tell me that I've missed. I broke down Lamar Jackson on this motherfucking coaching show. I've broke down Mahomes being a gimmick quarterback. I've broke down Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz shitty uh, overrated asses. And I continue to talk about the quarterbacks that make throws on time in rhythm are the successful ones that have won Super Bowls for the history of the NFL. And it ain't a black and white thing. It ain't no race fucking thing. Just so you know, I love I love fucking black quarterbacks, just so we're clear. Motherfucker, you dumbasses. I've had two of them in the NFL. I've coached 35 of them in college. I think I fucking know what they are and who they are and what they're capable of. There ain't no fucking difference. Everybody's the same and everybody's different. I don't give a fuck if you're orange, yellow, black, blue, brown. We all have our flaws. We all have our fucking gifts. What I do know is... Unless you can fucking throw the ball with a great looking platform, mechanically, make decisions fast, quickly, on time, be accurate with the football, throw it on time, in rhythm, hit your drop, climb the pocket, make decisions. I don't give a fuck who you are. Warren Moon was one of the best to do it. Never won a Super Bowl. Steve Young was a scrambler of all scramblers. Him and fucking Randall Cunningham. Him and Randall Cunningham used to be the two most scrambling motherfuckers in the NFL for years. And I always say, well, no scrambler won a Super Bowl. And then they're like, well, Steve Young, coach, I, I was told this years ago, right? I go, let me ask you, let me tell you something. Steve Young didn't win a Super Bowl until he started throwing the fucking football from the pocket. To John Taylor and Jerry Rice. When he was a scrambler, they lost in this playoffs to Dallas. 
to fucking Dallas twice, to the Giants, to Bill Parcells' Giant team in 86, won the Super Bowl, to the Bears' 85 team, won the Super Bowl. Montana won Super Bowl as those unathletic motherfucker will have in the NFL. No arm, couldn't run, and won Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw, same thing. Kurt Warner won one. Troy Aikman won three. Tom Brady has won fucking seven. You have to be able to climb the pocket, throw the ball on time. Russell Wilson got one, but I don't consider him a scrambler. I can I consider Russell Wilson a playmaker with his feet and always looking downfield with his eyes to throw the ball to an open fucking receiver. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, most part, when they break the pocket, they're looking to throw the football right now or they're gone. They're trying to run. And then you see guys get injured. You see receivers wide open running around for no reason. You see inaccurate throws. Defenses have figured the shit out as far as let's string these quarterbacks out that run. And let's play quarter coverage base defense. Don't blitz nobody. And let's make him throw into windows. Patrick Mahomes has struggled mildly this year doing that. Baker Mayfield's always struggled. I've been saying that for how long? I told everybody I called Mac Jones deal. I called all of them. I told you guys that Trevor Lawrence was going to struggle. But I, I lead that. I, I kind of lean on the fact that the the teams they're at are shitty too. Because I also said Taylor was going to be legit for the Jets. But I also said the team's shitty, so he will struggle. I also said Burrow's going to be legit. And he ha- he has been. I, I, you never see me climb too high on Herbert. I love Herbert. I, I like what he does. He's a big old freakish cat that can throw it and he can run a little bit. And he can do all these things. I still have yet to see that it factor in him. Which, if you've watched him the last few weeks, he's starting to come back down to earth. Just like the whole Buffalo Bills and Allen. Allen, people don't realize he's kind of a poor man's Mahomes, if you really ask me. They're very similar in a lot of ways. He's also gimmicky. And he also wants to throw all these exotic throws with these arm platforms and levels of his arm. And it don't work consistently, man. You cannot throw the football the way these cats throw it. On all the and expect to win every single game, and I've been high on Tannehill. I, I told you guys Tannehill is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. I told you that a month ago on on this show. Tannehill in Cleveland can win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the difference. He is very consistent, even without Derrick Henry. It's more onus on him, and he is even thriving even more. Now, he has two freak wideouts. Julio's been hurt most of the year. And other than that, though, he doesn't have a speedster like a Tyreek Hill. He he has to be accurate with the football, throw the ball on time. And, um, you know, he he's a very consistent quarterback in the NFL. And... I just think he's uh, he's very underrated. But I'm going to get into my top five quarterbacks currently later on in the show. But the show is titled Senseless Gimmicks because the definition of senseless, part of the definition is wildly foolish. 
we do wildly foolish things when we're senseless. And another rapper or another rap artist star was shot and killed in his own hometown of Memphis today. I guess Dolph, uh, Dolph, they call him. I don't know who the fuck he is. I, I don't know who he is, but everybody knows him, obviously. Just like one of these Pop Smokes or Juice Worlds or kind of like a Nipsey. I guess he's an underground cat who blew up in his own cities. Kind of, you know, everybody nowadays with there's no CDs and there's no fucking tapes and shit. You don't buy shit no more. It's all downloaded. I guess there's more opportunity for these youngsters. And he was one of those guys blowing up. And apparently he was shot and killed today. And another senseless killing, man. We got senseless shit happening in the day today in this world that we've never, ever had. Yes, young Dolph got shot and killed today. If you haven't heard, I just broke the news to you guys. But it's not breaking news. It happened a while, a couple hours ago. Um, so another senseless murder. And we've had... We've continued to have it and have it and have it. And you know the cold part is, Mad Max on YouTube, I know you guys are all saying rip Young Dolph and all this. But it's so easy to just to shout out rip and put it on Twitter, put it on social media, and claim that, you know, we all really give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. I'm just going to be straight up 100 with y'all. Nobody gives a fuck. It hasn't taken one second out of our day we have not stopped our day from trying to feed our family our kids ourselves. it hasn't made us stop and think about changing the world it hasn't stopped and it hasn't made us think about how precious life is and how how all this shit all this shit is is narratives that these fake fucks say on social media and people really believe these motherfuckers. You'll get all these stars and these actors and these athletes to post. No, Young Dolph or whatever his name was. Nipsey. Uh, you know, we didn't have social media when Pac and Biggie died, just so we're clear. Um, I don't think there'll ever be two bigger killings than those two. But the title of this show is Senseless Gimmicks because not only is we're in a senseless world, man. Whether it's a profession of football and the coaching hires and coaching fires, whether it's the rap business and black on black crime, black on black death, fucking the fucking leader of the dude that started the Capitol riot, the canine or whatever, he got 41 months today. He got 41 months today. 41 fucking months in jail this motherfucker got by supposedly on record from what I grew up in history knowing, which I know the history books are full of shit in high in school. We all get taught lies. But the most punishable, the most punishable fucking crime of all from what I remember, okay, is treason is it not so the re the way that i equate this canine shaman whoever this guy is you know the dude the 41 months or, or this capital riot guy he committed treason did he not he got 41 fucking months in jail dog 
Like, if that ain't a slap in the face. But anyway, we're going to get into that. That's another senseless act in the world today. That's senseless to me that this motherfucker got 41 months. The Rittenhouse cat is going through, you know, did you see him cry? Did you see the motherfucker crying how fucking fake the fucking shit looked? Like, dog. Come on, bro. We we gotta we gotta we gotta stop believing that shit. Like I hope people aren't believing that shit was real, right? I hope you guys don't really believe that shit was real, do you? But anyway, um I wanna break something down, okay? How senseless we are as in society. How humans are so senseless. Alright? I wanna break this down to you guys. Oh, there is white privilege now. Let's make no mistake about it. Uh, don't get me started. I, I've seen it per first motherfucking hand. I've tested the fucking shit myself, so I know it's real. And I talk to motherfuckers in the profession, so I know that's real. But we're going to get into that later. I want to break something down to you guys. Since 2019, all right, I'm just, just, just listen to this. Nipsey Hussle, murdered. Pop Smoke, murdered. Houdini, murdered. Not the Houdini I grew up on, but the motherfucking Houdini that this new rapper. King Von, murdered. MO3 or Mo3, I don't know his name, murdered. I guess Enar, E-I-N-A-R, I believe his name was, murdered. Dolph, Young Dolph today, murdered. I think that Extension Cat or whatever his name was. He also was murdered, but he also had like a thousand fucking crimes pending for fucking everything. Um, but look at going back, dog. Think about the senseless deaths we've had to encounter for great people that the world has had and seen for very small amounts of time. Bob Marley, you can argue however you want to argue it, but... Possibly the most, well, I know it's the most listened to album of all time. Right there with him and Michael Jackson, Thriller album, I think are the two most listened to albums of all time. He was cut so short in his greatness, we, we'll never know. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, senseless, right? Father, his own father killed this motherfucker. Pac and Biggie, don't even get me fucking started. That's straight up jealous one's envy. That's straight up hood, dumb, young, fucking jealous, bitch-made shit. Jam Master J, we still don't know who killed him in his studio. John Lennon, probably the most well, you know, I guess in the white side of things, I guess John Lennon's the most recognized murderer of all time. Shot, what, four times right in front of the fucking, um, right in front of his house or something. Um, Freaky Ta, if you guys didn't know who that was, he was from Lost Boys, um, rap group I used to listen to growing up. Murdered. Like, senseless ass murders but look at all the black cats get killed from 2019 to today young Dolph getting murdered like dog 
How about the two men that were supposedly convicted of killing Malcolm X are, are getting exonerated? See, to me, we don't know what the government does and who the fuck they're, what they're, like, who's really these people? Who, who really killed Kennedy? Who really killed Malcolm X? Who really killed, like, motherfuckers just throwing motherfuckers in jail. I'm going to get into all that shit because it's senseless and gimmicky. I'm going to get into it all today, but... I'm just letting people, I just want you to think about some shit, man. Um, senseless. We don't know shit about this COVID. We still don't know shit about it. And I don't know if you guys heard the latest, but deer and bear are supposedly transmitting COVID at an alarming fucking rate as of this morning, according to CNN. Deer and bear. So apparently there's been some cases where you can shoot a deer, take it home, skin it and eat it and get COVID. That is apparently a thing. And is that a scare tactic? I fucking hope. I have no idea, dog. I'm not into fucking conspiracies. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But apparently now COVID has spread throughout the deer population and now you have a whole nother fucking problem <laughs> um i don't know gimmicky I, t- I posted a tweet yesterday that if you guys watched the brooklyn nets play the golden state warriors yesterday that the wa- the warriors annihilated them the warriors are the best team in basketball right now um they're running through the league without clay thompson without wiseman Golden State's the best team in the league. Um, the Lakers are disappointment. I, I just I knew it. Unless they really can gel here, I don't know. I don't see it. But anyway, James Harden has the ball with his head down, dribbling for fucking fourteen seconds, and Steph Curry fucking draws his ass. Fucking ball goes out of bounds. Defense, good D, locks him up. Fucking, I said, Dow, this motherfucker's as gimmicky as Patrick Mahomes. All this motherfucker's doing is dribbling up on the top of the court without even thinking about fucking passing the rock to anybody because his eyes are down the whole time like it's one-on-one. He is fucking god-awful and gimmicky as shit. Patrick Mahomes does very similar things in the pocket. He'll escape the pocket. He'll fucking try to throw all the way across his fucking body with his head down like he's manipulating motherfuckers with the back of his head. Another gimmick ploy. These motherfuckers are gimmicky. But nobody wants to call it out. Nobody wants to fucking see it. Nobody wants to say it. They are gimmicky as shit. And James Harden is horrible He is a fucking horrible watch. Like, I cannot watch that motherfucker. He reminds me of Jason Williams, the white Jason Williams, back in the day with the Sacramento Kings when he would just dribble on top of the fucking thing and Kobe would look at that motherfucker like, what in the fuck are you doing? And then just shoot a fucking three. Like, James Harden is horrible right now. I'm just being honest. And the Nets aren't very good. They're right there with the Lakers. They're both fucking very average and shit. And... Dude, they both depend on referees to help them. Both of them, which is a fucking definition of a gimmick. You need some help. They both depend on great talent around them. Both. 
Patrick Mahomes has had better talent in the last two years than he does right now, just FYI. All right. He has no running game right now, which is killing him. He doesn't have a third receiver right now, which is killing him. At least Sammy Watkins was a third outlet for him. Right now, he's a, he doesn't have a third receiver. Hardman hasn't really stepped up to be that guy. And then Harden lacks Kyrie, which takes the ball dribbling out of his hands. And KD has not had a very stellar year at all. He, he didn't even score a field goal last night in the second fucking half, just so we're clear. He had no field goal. Made field goal last night in the second half. Fucked my draft kings up. But anyway, um, they both have great talent. I know somebody on, 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 on YouTube said, yeah, you can't deny their talent. No, you can't. You can't deny a lot of these motherfuckers' talent. But it doesn't mean that they're the GOAT. It doesn't mean that... I, I've been saying it for years. Talent today in football, baseball, and basketball is f- much better than it was when I was young or in the Jordan era, Bird era, Magic era, Joe Montana era, Jerry Rice era. Don't go all the way back to Starbuck and them. We already know the talent is much better now. The science proves it. We got better training, stronger, faster, more athletic, all that shit. It's better now. Can't give them a heart transplant, though. Can't give these motherfuckers a heart transplant. It's all I know. Cannot give them a fucking heart transplant. And you can't be or you can't substitute talent for fucking nuts and guts, motherfuckers. You cannot substitute talent for nuts and motherfucking guts. There ain't no nuts and guts no more. Don't fucking... Have you seen the latest NBA fights in the last two weeks? Have you seen these pussy-ass, bitch-made motherfucking fights? First of all, the Joker just kind of laughs it's around. Joker's the only one I think the motherfuckers are truly scared of him. They're scared of that motherfucker. Everybody else, I think they know that nobody's going to actually hit them with a closed fist like they would in football or even football is a joke. You know, your motherfuckers hitting helmets and shit. Like, come on, dog. I used to teach my players, why are you hitting a fucking helmet? You're going to break your hand, you fucking idiot. So we have to make sure that we understand there is no nuts and guts anymore in this business. And you can be as talented as you want. I've had fucking the most talented players ever never make the fucking f- play. The, never made it to the field because they have no nuts and guts. And for me, and in the JUCO world, you better have nuts and guts or you ain't going to make it very far. And it proves to those guys when they get to the next level who makes it and who don't. My guys don't get kicked out of four-year school. They don't go to jail. They're not weak-minded. They get they fight through shit. Adversities. Calvin Jackson. Calvin Jackson is doing his thing up at Washington State when their coach got fired and fucking... He thought about going in the transfer portal, called me as a man, and we talked it out several times, and he decided to stay, and now look, he's going to get on the draft board. He'll be in Mel Kuyper's draft board, just like Jermaine Johnson, who actually did transfer, but people don't realize they're giving me shit. Oh, Coach JB, you talk shit about transfer portal. I do, and I talked to Jermaine as well when he did that. Guess what? Jermaine's difference is he played two years at Georgia. Just so you fucking understand something. 
Jermaine played two years at Georgia. COVID gave him a fifth year. It's not like he went there and was there for six weeks and left. <laughs> he played his two years at Georgia. He fucking competed and he actually played quite a bit, honestly. So, so you know, he played a lot at Georgia. Okay. He's dominated this year at Florida State. Might be the greatest single one year at Florida State in the history of Florida State. He might be the single, it might be the most dominant one season at Florida State in the history. So, now he's on draft boards. Coy Dang at Cal Berkeley, he got hurt this year, unfortunately. I don't know if he'll get a medical, he'll come back or not, but he was another draft board guy. A Blitnikoff award, or not a Blitnikoff, uh, he was a, uh, him and Jermaine were both on the uh, best D lineman, linebacker, defense uh, watch. I forgot what award it was. Um, Lombardi award, maybe? I believe it was the Lombardi award. So, both of them. I'm the only Juco coach in America to have two. Just so we're clear, Doak Walker award, I had Raheem Boyd. I got... Calvin Jackson now is on the Blitnikoff watch. One of the best receivers in the country. I got Jermaine and Koi Dang. Like, I think I brought some decent talent in to Indy. <laughs> and now it's showing. And it's I'm proud as shit of the motherfuckers. But I don't regret being hard on them. Someone asked me that the other day. No, they wouldn't be right here where they are. But anyway, um... I don't know. Talent is one thing, but nuts and guts is a whole nother. And without them, you're never going to be the greatest. You can be the greatest talent, but guess what? (laughs) There is nothing worse in this fucking world than a waste of talent. Nothing worse in this world than a waste of talent. Your daddy should have pulled out, motherfucker. That is the basic equivalent of a waste of talent. Your daddy should have pulled out, never had your motherfucking ass. He should have squirted it down your mom's leg, motherfucker. You fucked your daddy for having you. <laughs> you fucked your daddy for having you, dog. You, you, your mama and daddy should have done anal, motherfucker, because you were a waste. You are a waste of talent. You being a waste of talent is the worst possible. Worst possible fucking degrading. I don't even know what else to say, but you are a horrible example of what your dad left behind. Your dad should be fucking disgusted and your mama should have swallowed your motherfucking ass. Period. But is what it is. Um, I don't know, man. It's a trip. I'm going to get into a lot of shit this show. I'm going to get into top my top five quarterbacks currently. I'm going to get into my top five NFL teams, and I'm going to get into the top five college teams, all JB's picks, all right, and reasoning why. So I want to get to this Kanan Shaman, Shaman, whatever this guy, sentenced to 41 months. Capital Riot guy that started it. The one that had his face painted and had the fucking... This guy. You know this guy, right? 
Uh, let's see. Anyway, I can't even show it to you. So that guy is the guy with the horns. You know what I'm talking about. He got 41 months today sentenced. All right. So I got to break this down to you guys, man. I got to I got to show you. Um, I got to show you some shit. All right. 41 months this dude got. Just keep that fucking number in your brain. All right. 41 months. For basic, basically committing treason on U.S. soil. He got 41 months. All right. I don't know if you've heard about this Louisiana man who was sentenced to life for, for stealing some hedge clippers. All right. Some basically some, some gardening tools. He stole and got sentenced to life. All right. I just want to make sure you're clear. He got paroled on Thursday last week, and uh, he spent over two decades in jail for hedge clippers. All right. Two decades, 20 years plus for stealing some hedge fucking stickers, uh, uh, clippers. This motherfucker committed treason against our government and got 41 months. I'm just putting it in perspective for you guys. I'm not going to say it's black and white. What I'm going to say is every single person I'm describing, it happens to be black. Is that sound about like my man said, sound about white. <laughs> Does that sound about right? <laughs> Oh, dog, this is crazy. A black dude got pulled over in the car, okay? I'm just telling you this is a true story. And the cops went off on him and were fucking giving him a hard time. And the motherfucking dude called the cops who were happened to be shaved head like me. He, they called him, he called them skinhead Nazis. He said, you guys are acting like skinhead Nazis with me and my significant other in the car. Two black people, right? Do you know they charged that motherfucker with a hate crime? And he did 56 months in jail. He did 56 months. 15 more months than this motherfucker got sentenced for committing treason on U.S. soil at our fucking most coveted fucking houses. One of the most coveted ass fucking, the, the fucking Capitol building. Like... <laughs> Like, we go to war over that type of shit, but we got one of our own redneck backwood fucks commits treason, and he gets 41 months. But you got a dude that tells the motherfucker you look like skinheads, you charge him for a race, a hate crime, and he gets 56 months? Ooh, shit. Um, hold on, dog. There's, there's, there's some more, dog. There's some more. I want to I want to break this down to you guys. I don't know why I don't have my fucking thing. I want to break this down for you guys. D listen to these states, all right? Listen to this shit. So Southern Texas had 54 cases of child pornography. 
East Virginia had 51 cases. West, Western Missouri had 50 cases. Eastern Missouri had 38 cases. So stay the fuck out of Missouri for all you motherfuckers with kids. Middle Florida has 38 cases. And guess back, we're right back to Texas again on the other side at the western part of Texas had 35 cases. I want to break something down to you motherfuckers. Those are the most child pornography area, child porn areas in our in the United States are the, are the places I just broke down. Okay. And I want to break something down to you motherfuckers. I want you to hear this shit because this shit is crazy. 13.4% of those cats were arrested, had priors. All right. They had priors. They all did less than 41 months. <laughs> they all did less than 41 months, which this motherfucker just got convicted of 41 months for committing treason on U.S. soil. All these child porn motherfuckers got got less than 41 months. I don't want this shit to sit in on you. Have you heard the latest about the cat that got charged with felony fucking... He got thrown in jail. He was charged with a felony. And he sold and he got... He was, he was ordered to have a $50,000 cash bond for a 43 cent theft. Totally innocent theft, by the way. Have you guys heard about this story? You can Google it. The motherfucker had, uh, I don't know if you heard about this though, but this motherfucker bought the sign outside. Okay, I want you to hear this story. There was a sign outside a convenience store and it had two Mountain Dews for $3. All right, you could buy two Mountain Dews for $3. He grabbed one bottle and he threw $2 on the counter because the workers were busy and it was slow. And I've actually, I've done this. Now, I didn't walk out, but I, I told the dude, hey, man, here's, here's what I got. Here's your money. This kid saw that it was two for three. He bought one, put $2 on the counter, figured it was more than enough because two plus two is four. So the kid don't know that the, that the market's fucking... You know, ploy and marketing scheme. They don't know. So they throw the, he throws $2 on the counter, walks out. What he didn't realize was a single bottle was $2.29, not $150. So he thought $150, $150 was three. Well, it was $2.29 for one, but $3 will get you two bottles, right? So he was shorted. He shorted the store 29 cents plus tax, which would have been 43 cents total. Store called the police, tracked them down. Pennsylvania is happening. State police officers charged him with felony. Locking this kid up on a $50,000 cash only bond. Face seven fucking years in prison. Seven years in prison, dog. Hey, dog, you got to be kidding me, right? Do you know how long he did in jail? Has anyone heard this story? This motherfucker did 42 months. 
He did 42 months. Does anyone know what 42 months is? How many more months it is than the motherfucker that just committed treason? It's one more month more than the motherfucker that just committed treason. Canine shame on. (laughs) On a straight accident tip, trying to just be cool and get out of there, fucking puts $2 down for one Mountain Dew and gets 42 months. For 43 cents, 29 cents over in tax, and does 42 months, a month more than this motherfucker did for fucking treason on U.S. soil. Hey, dog, I'm just telling you, if you don't think that shit is fucked up, and it's and if you think it's right, you need to get out this motherfucking YouTube, quit following me, get the fuck away. I don't give a fuck. I do believe sin is a sin. If you do this, you do that. Apparently, to the Bible, it's the same, blah, 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 blah. But we know that ain't true because, motherfucker, if it was, then we wouldn't have the laws written up the way they are. And a whole bunch of bullshit that goes on. Motherfucking cats getting thrown in jail for years for stealing a piece of pizza. We got this motherfucker committing treason and gets 41 months. I'd be shocked if he does all 41 months, by the way. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Um, for Mountain Dews, dog. Mountain Dews. Just want to make sure we're clear. We got child pornography cracking. Your kids getting looked at or getting fucking sex trafficked or child pornography rings and motherfuckers are doing less than 41 months on multiple convictions with priors. Motherfucker, judge, please take me to jail because you wouldn't have to put him in jail for 41 months because I'm going to smoke his bitch ass if he touches my daughter or does some old child porn shit with my motherfucking kid. So you might as well just lock me away now just the same as the kid with the Mountain Dew got the fucking kid. Like, <laughs> put me in jail with the motherfucker that stole the Mountain Dew because I'm going to kill this motherfucker if he, if he only gets 41 months for fucking child porn. And a motherfucker commits treason. You can't tell me that we don't have some senseless ass gimmicky shit going on in America. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. I, I, I'm just being real. Something's wrong. And we got a huge pandemic epidemic. And that shit is fucking. It ain't called COVID, motherfucker. It's called fucking stupidity and bureaucracy and political and every other motherfucking thing you want to call it. And I call it white collar crime. You motherfucker call it whatever you want. It ain't no black and white thing. Motherfucker, it's blue and white. And that's the collar. Blue collar, white collar has pinned black and white versus each other for fucking years. Go break down real estate, motherfucker. Go break down how real estate controls the demographics throughout the United States. The real estate moguls design this with the government, I'm pretty fucking sure, on where to put certain people in certain places to build. Motherfucker, I've seen it with my own motherfucking eyes. The, the, the fucking PJs, for all you white folks, the projects in Compton and Watts that I grew up near or in my whole life has fluctuated like this over the years. They used to take all the black folks up out of the motherfucking Nickerson Gardens and move their ass to Palmdale. For all you cats in Cali that know anything, and then the National Guard used to go through there during the fucking 
when we had the Rodney King shit and cops were scared to go in that motherfucker. They had to bring the National Guard in there. Like, dog, I'm just keeping it real with you guys. You guys don't want to listen to this shit, but I'd be, I'd be, I would not be shocked at all if there was a deer shortage and we're trying to save deer's lives and tell everybody they got COVID. Would you be shocked? Because that's all of a sudden a big thing. Deer have COVID. (laughs) How do you know, motherfucker? Are you out there catching deer? And testing them motherfuckers for COVID, ironically, you've tested deer for COVID out of nowhere? Ooh, shit. Anyway. Dog, the the real estate, if you go in to research the real estate game, dog, the real estate game might be the most crooked shit you've ever, ever read about. Go look up the real estate game. That shit is literally picks and chooses where to go and put black folks, white folks, poor white trash. Like, why is it that we all think and stereotype where blacks live at? They live in the projects. They live in the country. They live in a city, in the hood, inner city. White folks, where they live at? What's the stereotype? Beverly Hills, Austin, Texas. Fucking New York, uh, Albany, New York, or or the Hamptons, right? Why is that? Do you think that shit just happened overnight? You think motherfuckers just first come, first serve, motherfucker? Like, we tag shotgun, shotgun. I got shotgun. Motherfucker, we didn't get to pick and choose where the fuck we went. It was designed for us to go there. I say us because I grew up in the motherfucking projects in, in, in the hood. So I, I understand, you know, why the shit is how it is. But see, there's only one of me. That's why I should call my whiskey one of one because, motherfucker, I'm one of one. My whiskey's one of one. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. So make sure you go to CoachJBStore.com, get you some slapdick whiskey today, and don't be a slapdick. Just drink it. That's my slogan, dog. Don't be a don't be one. Drink one, motherfucker. Anyway, yeah, my boy Tim Paris. We're catching, releasing deer now, like they're a motherfucking trophy fish. Man, that shit is crazy. That shit don't make no sense. Wait, what? <laughs> The president farted? <laughs> Hold on, dog. What happened now? The president farted in front of the queen? <laughs> dog, you got to be bullshitting. I need to know this. Is this real? Is this a real thing? I got I to gotta give it up for him. You is slap dick pretty much. Why you much. call me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> That's got to be slap dick of the week. Biden farted in front of the queen and everyone heard it? I got to pull this shit up, dog. All right, I got to hear this. Let me see if I can There's no way. <laughs> no way. 
I gotta hear this shit, dog. Who who saw that? Who said that? Where where did this happen? Where could I get it at? <laughs> I gotta hear this shit, dog. Where where is it? Man, I know where Chester, Pennsylvania is. You can't fucking sit here and lie to my motherfucking ass. What about Hershey, Pennsylvania? Dog, don't tell me that it's all the same, motherfucker. Shit. Wait up. Where where did he fart at? I got to see this, dog. I got to hear this. When did it happen? Camilla Parker Bowles can't stop talking about Joe Biden's long fart. <laughs> you bullshitting. When did this happen? I don't pay attention to no politics, dog, so I, I can't even. Is, is it on film somewhere? I got to see this. Biden reportedly farted. <laughs> Every birthday is. I got to see this, dog. Will, Omaha in the house. What up? Appreciate everybody. Where when did he fart, though? I got to see this. I don't know. Fuck it. I can't find it, but... Apparently, Biden farted in front of the, I don't know what they call her, the, the Duchess of Cornwall. Um, all right, let's get into my motherfucking, uh, let me get into my uh, my top fives, all right? Give it up for my top fives real quick. Here's JB's top five. Bailey's right here asleep. I appreciate all the love and sentiment for her. She's doing well. She's getting to be a better mom. She still thinks she just wants to be around me and not feed her kids, motherfucker. But the kids, the babies are getting fat as hell. Luckily, there's only two of them, so they get all the milk. Um, I'm going to get into my top five. Um, not my top five dead or alive. Just my current top five quarterbacks, all right? Put all the fucking rest. I'm going to put this shit to rest, okay? Um, all right. Here's my top five today, all right? My top five quarterbacks today. Tom Brady won because he won the Super Bowl. I believe you, I believe winning trumps all talent. I believe if you're a winner and you obviously have talent, this motherfucker's won seven Super Bowls. He's not some fucking scrub out there. He also has the it factor. To me, even at fucking 90 years old, Tom Brady has to hold the title as the GOAT as of today. And until he gets dethroned, he's having a better year this year than he's had since he was like the third year starter in the league. You guys do know that, right? He had a bad last two games, though. Let's keep it real. But so has their team. Their defense is playing horrible. Um, Justin Field does not have the it factor. 
the factor one, come on, dog. He does not have no fucking it factor. Justin Fields is a great athlete at the position. And I know you're tired of hearing the stereotypes, but I'm just telling you. what The definition of a fucking quarterback is when the pocket collapses, you throw the football by taking a chin shot and completing the motherfucker and through a window. <laughs> just so we're clear. Not escaping the pocket and trying to fucking run laterally 40 yards and gain two yards and exert all your fucking energy and have to come back in the huddle again while wideouts are running wide open all over the fucking place and you can't hit them with the football. Just so we're clear on how we're defining what a fucking it factor is. So, just so you know. Yeah, you can thank JB because I called Mac Jones as the best, didn't I? Before the season, did I not? Anyone in here can tell you. I call it and I told you motherfuckers Mac Jones was going to be the best. But hey, what do I know? Aaron Rodgers is the second best, even though he's the best arm talent quarterback in the league by far. Um, probably the most accurate quarterback in the league. And he's still a great athlete. I put him at two because he's only won one Super Bowl. Um, he lost to Brady, obviously, again. So I can't bump him over Brady. I mean, I just can't do it. It's just like Michigan uh, State beating Michigan and getting jumped. So I got Dak Prescott playing as the third best quarterback right now. As the third best right now, I got Dak as three. He's making throws from the pocket. He can't escape at the same time. He'll make a play. Even though they were up 40 points last week, just continues to baffle me on coaching errors and risk-taking by McCarthy. He runs over a dude, or at least runs into a guy, as he runs in and scores a touchdown to put the Cowboys up by 40. 40 points, motherfuckers. You heard what I said, right? Why are you in the game when you have had calf injuries, broken legs? You want to win, or you want to fucking win seven games? Take the motherfucker out of the game. Protect the merchandise, motherfucker. Take him out. But again, I'm not coaching the team. I hate when motherfuckers talk all that media shit when they're not there. I'm not in the Cowboys locker room. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to take my foot and put it in my mouth and act like I know something I don't. But from an outside perspective, looking in as a former player and coach, I hate to see him in the game when they're up 40 um, because it just is a risk that you do not need to take, in my opinion. They're not gonna. There's no forty point football play. They're they're not gonna get caught by forty in three minutes. So take that motherfucker out. Um, Joe Burrow. I got him as my fourth best quarterback right now. He's on an average football team and a shitty franchise for history of football. He, they've been a shitty franchise, even though they've won a Super Bowl or two. Um. When they win one, they won one in 88 and what, 82? Um, so they have had history, but, you know, breaks his leg last year. I told you last year he was going to be special. I believe he is special. I believe tr with between him and uh, Chase, the, the receiver, they're going to be special for a long time to come. And I got Mac Jones as my fifth best quarterback right now. I give I don't give a lot of credence to rookies. But especially putting him in a top five scenario. 
But right now, he's in the right spot with the right coach to succeed. They're doing all the right things with him. And I got Mac Jones as my top five. Um, There's some quarterbacks, man, that I was going to mention that I I think... um, That I kind of wanted to dis- to discuss. Um, I don't know where I wrote him, but I, I just think him off the head. Herbert, um, you know, he's on the outside looking in. I told you guys I'm, I wasn't sold on him last year. I think he's good. I think he's a big old freakish talent. He can throw it. He has a he has a lot of poise. But I still don't know if he has that it factor. Last two weeks, he's really struggled. The Chargers have declined. Um, You know, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, outside looking in. You know, obviously, we know he's a great arm talent. We know he's a great athlete. We can do, he can do all these things. But again, this isn't a, this isn't a game of horse. We're not trying to fucking match throw for throw or we're not trying to make this great shot to have the next guy try to match us. We're not. That's not what this game is. This game is to win Super Bowls. If you want to be the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, you have to beat Tom Brady. You've lost to him twice. Your two playoff losses are to fucking Tom Brady. I don't want to hear no excuses about it. Last year's game wasn't even fucking close. Oh, the D-line jumped off sides, coach, or they could have won against the Patriots the other time. Motherfucker, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. So, I don't want to hear the bullshit. Patrick Mahomes is struggling. I still don't think they're doing great, even though they beat the Raiders 41-14. If you think he looked great, you're fucking foolish, even though he threw for 400 yards. The Raiders are a fucking shit show waiting to happen. Ever since Gruden left and the whole thing... Henry Ruggs killed the lady and all that shit's going on. The other corner had guns in the house on YouTube. Like, what in the fuck's going on? That's the old school Raiders right there. Anyway, I think the interim head coach is over his head. I told you guys that on Pat McAfee's show. I think that everything's settling down and the Raiders are who they are, who we thought they were. And I think Carr is a fucking horribly overrated motherfucker people that think he's great like Keyshawn Johnson and all these motherfuckers calling him good I was just laughing at the whole time and he walks by faith supposedly this big Christian motherfucker please drop your motherfucking nuts be the devil for once motherfucker drop your motherfucking nuts stop fucking talking that talk walk the walk motherfucker I'm tired of hearing these soft motherfuckers this motherfucker crumbles around talent uh, or, or, I mean, around defenses when he, when it comes to it. Lamar Jackson, obviously, the most athletic, electric player in the NFL, in my opinion. He's a great fucking watch. I love watching the kid because I love watching him, and my buddy recruited him in college, so I know he's a great kid. He's a fucking phenomenal athlete, probably the best that we've ever seen in the quarterback position. But until he can make throws on time and be consistent... Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, fucking Burrow, Mac Jones... To me, he's still, I can't put him in the top five because he, now if he won a Super Bowl this year, yeah, <laughs> I would, but I don't see it. And I've been saying it and I'm sticking to it. So two is garbage. Uh, let's keep it real. Um, so, you know, Kyler Murray, I just don't think he'll ever be 
elite. I think he's a flash in the pants guy, just like kind of like a Mahomes, kind of like a. I don't even. I think he's better than Baker Mayfield by far. I think he's better than Carson Wentz by far. I just still think he's going to have struggles and problems later in life, especially in about a year from now when DC starts saying, okay, this motherfucker is a midget. Let's just contain his ass and make him throw through windows where he cannot see anything. And you'll start to see him decline as well. But I don't say I said it. I'm telling you, I call this shit every fucking time. Um, so there's some quarterbacks out there, man. You know, Trevor Lawrence, we'll see. I've seen I've seen him do some great things this year on a shitty team. I've seen him make some great throws. Um, you know, is he going to be a guy? I don't know. Uh, right now he's on the outside looking in. Um, but we're going to see. Top five NFL teams, all right? Let's check it out. My top five. JB's top five NFL teams, all right? The most consistent team since getting beat game one, week one. Um, I got the Tennessee Titans as my number one team in the NFL right now. Everybody in the NFL to me has been inconsistent at best. They've been inconsistent. And they're riddled with inconsistency from the Bucks to the Rams to the Cardinals to the fucking... You name it, right? Packers got beat game one. They were pretty consistent all the way through. You know, they had the COVID hiccup with the Aaron Rodgers. You know, you lost to Kansas City without Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I believe the Packers beat Kansas City by two scores if Aaron Rodgers plays that game. So I don't really knock that game as much. That's the reason I got the Packers at number two. All right. The Patriots have jumped out on my top out of out of. Out of nowhere, they've come to show that Belichick is still the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. And he is proving again that his picks and things that he's done in the draft business and the people he signed are proving to be successful once again. I got the Patriots at number three, especially after the way they've been playing. Um, number four, I got the Cowboys. They showed consistency, and then Josh Allen I have on the outside looking in as far as my top five quarterbacks. I think he's another gimmick. I said that. I think he's another gimmicky guy just like Mahomes. He continues to show inconsistency as well. So that's the issue that I have. Um, and number five, man, number four is the Cowboys, if you didn't hear me. My number five is a tie between the Rams and the Bucks. I, I don't really want to give either one. You know, the Cardinals have lost two in a row just like the Rams, so I'm probably a little biased. I should probably give the Cardinals and the Bucks a tie for number five because the Cardinals beat the Rams. So maybe let me change that live because I'm a realist, even though I'm a Ram fan growing up. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals and the Bucks tied. It's cr But the Rams beat the Bucks, so... You know, it's fucked up. But anyway, the Cardinals beat the Rams. They both have lost two in a row. The Rams have looked very bad since the trades for OBJ and Von Miller. I expected that, though. But on a potential deal, I think the Rams have the best roster in the NFL. If OBJ and Stafford can get on the same page, if Stafford can stop fucking staring down Cup and trying to get somebody killed because he's eventually going to get him killed... He didn't look very good at all. He looks like his eyes are glued to the flat defender wherever Cooper Cup is. Cooper Cup had 12 more catches because, yeah, you could force feed a motherfucker to have all the catches you want. It does not mean your team is being successful. The Rams had seven points and Cooper Cup had 11 fucking catches. What the fuck use is that? So 
Stafford's also on another on my top five looking out, looking in. He's in he's in the, he's in my top ten quarterbacks, but he's really struggled the last two. He looks like the Detroit Lion quarterback of old. Um, and the Bucks have struggled the last two weeks, losing to the Saints and the Washington no names. And you know, again though, when Gronk comes back and fucking shitbird AB comes back. The Bucks and the Rams have potential to face each other in the NFC Championship game with the Packers sitting right there in the mix. I think those three teams are by far the best in the NFC with the Cardinals right there. Um, but, you know, right now, today, I changed my pick on live on the show, and I, I got the Cardinals and the Bucks is tied for number five. The Rams basically at six looking out in because the Cardinals beat them. And I'm going to get to my... The reason I did that is because I agree if you play each other and you w- beat that team and your records are similar, you deserve to be over that team. And it goes to my college committee of these fucking rankings. The college playoff rankings, Roethlisberger should have retired, bro. He looks old, fat, and slow. He looks like... He's he's just he doesn't look very good and the team looks bad because of him. Um, my top five college football teams. All right, let's get to it. Top five college teams. I got Georgia, obviously unanimous number one. I got Alabama, obviously as a unanimous number two. I think they'll play each other and don't be shocked if Alabama beats them. But I'm not shocked if Georgia just has the better team this year, which I think they do clearly. But Georgia does struggle a bit in the past game. I think Alabama can throw it better than Tennessee did, which who, who, who did exploit Georgia a little bit, just like I said on Pat McAfee's show. I got three as at Oregon. I got Oregon at number three, uh, even though I don't think they're the third best team in the country. I think they're really average, but they beat and have the most impressive win of the season at Ohio State, which has now proven to probably have the best offense in college football as of late i got ohio state at number four now is ohio state better than oregon right now maybe we can argue that but to have oregon out of the top four as two of the committee guys picked is blasphemy or whatever the fuck Stephen a says right blasphemy motherfucker shut up Oregon should not be out of the top four if Ohio State's in the top four. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no fucking sense. Because you can't fucking beat a team and their home court, home field, home stadium, and have them ranked below that team. It makes no sense. Now, Someone said Cowboys beat New England. Yes, they did. But remember, I said if they're two evenly matched teams and the result as of late is more impressive, I'm going to go with the team that lost week three or whatever they lost. Week five, whenever it was. Been a few weeks. New England, to me, right now is playing better. That's why I put them there. NFL and college is totally different, too. Don't get it. Don't get me twisted. The Cardinals are in the same league as the Rams and the Cowboys in New England play as a crossover one time. The only time they can play again is the Super Bowl. So I don't equate it the same, even though you might say, oh, coach, you're being a hypocrite. Well, that's just kind of how my brain thinks when this thing. 
they're not in the same league like Arizona and the Rams. They have to play again. See, they have to play again, so it's totally different in my ranking system. So I apologize to you if you think I'm homering. Um, but I don't give a fuck. So my number fifth ranked team is Michigan State, okay? The committee has Michigan at number five. Now, how the fuck do you have Oregon over Ohio State, and that's still clinging to be f- true? But you have Michigan over Michigan State when Michigan State beat Michigan. Now, how is that consistent? I just got to ask how that's consistent and why we don't have a college football commissioner blows my fucking mind. And I just don't understand how you can have Michigan over Michigan State when they when Michigan State beat them. It, it, it blows my mind. I think the Miami Hurricanes are going to fire um, Manny Diaz. Because I don't know if you guys realize they fired the AD yesterday. That is usually writing on the wall. You've hired these motherfuckers. You hired Manny Diaz. Well, we're firing your ass. And then Manny Diaz probably has already been told, if I would guess. Plus, the way my kid Jermaine Johnson ripped them a new asshole the other night. Um, you know, you can't lose to Florida, Florida State. Fucking, you can't struggle with fucking... Uh, no, I don't think Lincoln Riley would be a good NFL coach, dude. Austin, brother, you guys got to stop thinking that just because your name is hot that you're a good coach either in the NFL, and if you're an NFL coordinator and your name is hot, stop thinking they can be a great college coach. That is the problem with these people that hire these people. That's why I said it is a senseless gimmick we are living in. Coaches, I'm going to get into a coaching thing here in a second, all right? So I'm going to break down that. But you got to understand something. NFL coordinators have very little time in the in college. Some of them were GAs maybe years ago, like like fucking uh, Josh McDaniels for the, for the Patriots. He was a GA at Michigan State for fucking one season. You think he can come in and recruit a household in L.A.? Some people say Stephen A. was like, he'd be a great coach at USC. No, he fucking wouldn't. Why would he be, Stephen A.? Break down the top five reasons Josh McDaniels would be a fucking good coach at USC. He ain't from Cali. He has no fucking recruiting experience whatsoever. He has not proven anything in college. He hasn't proven hiring a staff. He did that in Denver, and what happened? He was a debacle. He was a horrible head coach in the Denver Broncos. He knew it right away and went right back begging to Belichick, let me come underneath you and continue to learn. What makes him a fucking head coach at USC? Because his name's Josh McDaniels and he works for Bill Belichick? Look at all the shitty coaches that have left Bill Belichick and had their own job, head coaching job. How many motherfuckers have succeeded? Zero. Zero Bill Belichick coaches have succeeded. By my definition of success, my definition is winning a natty or fucking a Super Bowl. And he has not had one. (laughs) So, just so we're clear. Bro, Joe Brady's not a head coach, dude. 
Joe Brady is a coordinator. He has one job title and one job description on his resume. It is to control the offense in the NFL. You don't have to worry about players. You don't have to worry about human resources. You don't have to worry about motherfuckers failing drug tests. You don't have to worry about motherfucking organizational uh, leadership. You don't have to worry about organizational culture. You don't have to worry about creating a culture in the program. You have one job. What makes him a good head coaching candidate? Please explain to me. The only reason and way you get tabbed as a candidate is if you have experience at the job that is required. You have not had any head coaching experience. Please understand, until you're in this chair, you will continue to hate things that I say, that Bilicek says, that Saban says, that Pete Carroll says, because you haven't sat in this chair. You have not a fucking clue how it works. You don't know how this chair goes up and down. You don't know how this chair turns around. You don't know how soft this chair is. You don't know how fucking hard this chair is. You don't know how this fucking leather smells, motherfucker. It is an entirely different situation. Baylor's coach is from Cali, yes. And I think I've been saying it on Pat McAfee's show. He's probably the only one I would pick out of the out of the area right now that's not coaching in Cali to be the SC coach. Because he has California ties, he's from the Inland Empire of California, which is out in Riverside, San Bernardino area. So he's at least a Southern California guy. Um, LA's a different deal now, man. LA, I equate it to Florida and Mississippi. In my opinion, you got to be from those places to coach. Texas, Texas. I think you got to be from Texas. You got to be from Mississippi. You got to be from Florida. You got to be from Cali. Georgia's close, but I think you can go to Georgia from other places. I know a lot of people that have. South Carolina, same thing. I know a lot of people from California that's gone to South Carolina and coached. You know, certain states, though, you got to be from that state. Mississippi, I think, is by far the one you got to be there. And nobody hires from out of, out of Mississippi. I'm just straight up telling you. Uh, Sark's a good friend of mine, as we know, man. But, you know, the problem is he hires bad on defense, just like Lane does. But Lane's getting it done right now. He's outscoring folks. You know, you got to hire defensive coaches that are good. Look at Saban. Defense wins, not offense. Um, anyway, I got Michigan State at five, Michigan at six. And then I got Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Wake Forest, Notre Dame rounding out my top 10. But I'm not going to hear to talk about top 10. Coach, you skipped over Cincinnati again? Yep, because they're not a Power 5, dude. Unless they become a Power 5 team and play a Power 5 schedule, I can't put them in the same conversation. They beat Notre Dame, so I'll keep them above Notre Dame. Um, I don't believe Notre Dame deserves in, to be in anything ever. I think them and Oklahoma should play each other in the toilet bowl every single year, regardless of the record. I think if they're both 10 and 0, they should play each other in the shit bowl. They're both bust. They can't play defense. They cannot stop Alabama, Georgia, Clemson when they're good ever. So don't even put them in the playoff. They're shitty. Um, so anyway, I don't know. That's just how I feel about the whole deal. Um, but, you know, you got all these names coming up that have had no prior football experience as a head coach. All right. And, and I, I'm just going to break this down. I want to I show you some things here. Um, 
Here's some USC thoughts, okay? James Franklin. I, I like James, good friend of mine as well. I don't think he fits USC. Luke Fickle definitely does not fit USC. It would be a horrible hire. Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Remember, he had all the hype. He was this young guy winning at Iowa State, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're shitty. Why would you even hire, think about hiring him? He doesn't fit L.A. at all. Dave Aranda. Okay, that's the Baylor coach who has California ties. To me, that's the number one most logical choice. And I believe Kalani Sataki at BYU, who's an also an L.A. guy, should be on that list for USC. Kalani should be on that list at USC, and I don't know, understand why nobody's talking about him. What he's done at BYU, being an L.A. guy, being a fucking Polynesian on top of that, he deserves talk, okay? LSU, they got Jimbo Fisher. I don't think he goes back there. I think he's got too much money involved um, at A&M. James Franklin's name. I don't think he fits LSU. I don't think he he did the SEC at Vanderbilt. He turned Vanderbilt around. He did very good at Vanderbilt. Got him the Penn State gig. But um, I just don't see him in LSU. Dave Aranda, who was the DC at LSU when they won it all with Brady as OC. Uh, I just don't think I'm hearing that he's not going back to Baylor. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. I don't think he belongs in the South either. He just doesn't fit that program, in my opinion. But who knows? Everybody goes for who's hot, and that's the problem with these administrators and these hiring people. It's senseless hires. It's gimmick hires. It's senseless gimmick motherfucking shit, the world we're in right now. We're hiring motherfuckers because of how they did at another place when they have yet to win a natty. There's only two motherfuckers winning natties. Saban and fucking Dabo. We keep hiring motherfuckers that are getting fired at the other place for being shitty. Anyway. And Mel Tucker. Michigan State. Hot name, obviously. <clears throat> I think he's going to sign a huge contract at, at Michigan State. But. Excuse me. Mel Tucker, if you know anything about him. Basically. Had three years left on Colorado deal and shook them motherfuckers and said, fuck you, I'm out right before the season. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if he signed a contract and still left that motherfucker and went down south. I, 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 I would bet money that he'd rather be at LSU than Michigan State in that fucking snow every year. I'd rather be He'd rather be down on that motherfucking bayou, in my opinion, eating crawfish and shit. Virginia Tech, Jamie Chadwell, I think is a good fit. Coastal Carolina head coach, done a great thing there. You know, I try to tell people all the time, though, if you're a big fish in a big pond, stay there, dog. Stay in the big fit in the big pond as the big fish. Jamie Chadwell right now is a huge fish in a small pond, and he's dominating that level at Coastal Carolina, okay? He can stay there and continue to dominate and grow some special shit, or he can try to venture off and become a small fish in a big pond and get eaten again. And that's why I tell people all the time, man, don't be so quick to jump, jump ship. Build something special. Um, Hugh Freeze, Virginia Tech consideration from Liberty right now. Turned around Ole Miss was pretty good, you know. Uh, Billy Napier done a pretty good job. Bill O'Brien, 
you know, obviously Texans head coach, Penn State, Alabama, Bill Belichick, disciple. Um, I, I think that I don't think he has the excitement people are looking for. Um, Washington, you got Joe Moorhead, the OC at Oregon right now. Um, Jay Norvell, good friend. He's the head coach at Nevada. I don't know if they'll, if they'll do that one. Um, Jeff Grimes, um, DeBoer, TCU, you got Sonny Dyke's name. You got Billy Napier in that. You got Tony Elliott. You got Jeff Trailer, whose name has jumped up. He was Rakeem Boyd's running back coach at Arkansas. Now he's the head coach at UTSA. They're 10-0 and at UTSA. He's done a great job there. Tom Herman's name's been linked to TCU. Um, I don't know. But see, the thing is, all these jobs that are open... You got Washington and Washington State basically have the same names. Moorhead, Alex Grinch, Jay Norvell. You got DeBoer, Joe Moorhead. See, a lot of Pac-12 teams, they hire from within their league. They hire coordinators that are in the league. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Moorhead got that Washington or Washington State job. Uh, Alex Grinch is a Washington State guy. Jay Norvell, you know, was the longtime wideout coach at Oklahoma, been a head coach in Nevada, has done some decent things at Nevada. Um, does he get a shot? I don't know. Then you got Akron and UMass that are open. Florida International jobs open right now. Georgia Tech, I think, is going to come open. I think Duke's going to come open. I think Florida may come open with Dan Mullen being let go soon um, after that debacle versus Samford. Um Yeah, Jonathan Smith's a good friend of mine as well, man. He's from Glendora, California. He spoke at a few of my clinics I hosted. Uh, good young dude, man. Well, my age, younger than me, but he's a good dude. Uh, Southern California guy as well, but he doesn't have the, the pizzazz for a USC job. People don't realize they haven't brought his name up either. He's doing better at Oregon State than, than fucking USC's coaches are doing. And he's from California. He's from SoCal. But they're never. he's never going to get that sh- opportunity. So... Who knows, man? Charlie Strong has, as I think, his, 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 he's, uh, he's premature ejaculated on himself too many times. So I think Charlie Strong, Buddy Stevens, yeah, Buddy Stevens, maybe he can get the fucking Tijuana Tech job. I don't know. Um, Jonathan Smith, maybe does he does he laterally move? Even though Oregon State and Washington, you can you can say it's not lateral move, but it is because it's the same league. And when you're in this profession, you're in the same league. It's a lateral move. Washington has better facilities. Probably Seattle's a lot better city than Corvallis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Same weather, shit, rain, suicide watches up. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, shit. He was the OC for Peterson at Washington for some years. Uh, they had some success. So who knows? Um, no, Buddy Stevens ain't going to leave Juco. Dude, just so you're clear, he's not turning down Ole Miss to stay at East Mississippi. See, that's what you guys don't get. D1 guys are scared to fuck with us. See, you don't understand something. We're better recruiters than D1 coaches. And what happens is when... We leave JUCO to go take a D1 job. Guess what happens? D1s don't get to get our kids no more. So guess what? They won't hire us. They need us. 
They need us for the kids. If we were on their level, who do they get their kids from? You know who told me that years ago? Pete Carroll. And it, it really taught me something like, damn, this business is cold. Cold is the dope game, like I always say. Jeff Brom, good dude at Purdue. You know, he was my arena league quarterback coach. I mean, my arena league coach in the Louisville Fire years ago, 2001. Uh, loved Brom, good dude, man. His brother, him and his brothers both played in the NFL. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think he's a good coach. I, I do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if James Franklin left Penn State and Brom replaced him. You heard it here first. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, David Shaw at SC. Man, SC's never hired a black coach ever. What makes you think they're going to hire a guy at Stanford right now who's shitty? Even though David Shaw has great success, it's about what have you done for me fucking lately. And Stanford's shitty right now. And that's they beat Oregon, but they've been shitty everybody else. So that's just how it is. It's a what have you done for me lately business, man. Um, so who knows? It is what it is. But... I don't know. That's just my take, man. Today, uh, I believe it's self. It's it's uh, it, you know, it's senseless gimmicks is the name of the game. That's the world we live in. Everybody's senseless. We got cats killing motherfucking rappers uh, in their own hometowns. You know, I think Boosie or whoever said it best when they said that most haters are in our own towns and they kill each they kill us off in our own towns because jealous ones envy is a real thing, man. Um. But anyway, man, hey, follow me on my Twitch account, all right? The Real Coach JB. Hit me up. Follow me on that shit because I'll be going live once I get 10,000 motherfucking followers. So it makes my life easier and give me 10,000 followers. I don't even know what the fuck 10,000 followers does. I'm up to almost 550 followers. Um, hey, I got that overnight, so I appreciate you guys. But, uh... Hey, man, I appreciate you guys coming in on the show. Um, YouTubers, stay on. I'll stay on with you. Podcast, audio guys, Spotify, iTunes, Apple. Appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you Friday on the Pat McAfee Show. And at 2 p.m. Pacific, I'll be on the Slapdick Podcast again. And if I get everything up and running, tomorrow I will be on Twitch as a trial error run for the Thursday night game. I believe it's New England and Atlanta Super Bowl uh, do-over from some years ago. But anyway, um, I'll try it tomorrow on Twitch once I figure it out. So appreciate you guys and uh, YouTube stay on. I'll be here for a minute. And uh, everybody else, I'll see you guys Friday. Um, Pat McAfee Show and on the Slapdick Podcast. Brought to you by Manscaped. Promo code SLAPDICK. Get 20% off. Manscaped.com. Check it out. Shave your balls. Women, men alike. Women, you might have balls now too. Appreciate you. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me.